This podcast is made possible by thousands of dedicated listeners just like you. Be a part of this powerful three-decade legacy of evangelization by visiting materdayradio.com or downloading the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for joining us on the bridge between your faith and everyday life. Welcome to Sunday Commentary, a weekly program designed to break open the Sunday Scripture readings. Join us as we listen to God's Word and seek to grow in our love and understanding for the good news in our lives. And now, Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman. The Liturgical Scripture Readings for the Epiphany of the Lord A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah Rise up in splendor, Jerusalem. Your light has come. The glory of the Lord shines upon you. See, darkness covers the earth, and thick clouds cover the peoples. But upon you the Lord shines, and over you appears his glory. Nations shall walk by your light, and kings by your shining radiance. Raise your eyes and look about. They all gather and come to you. Your sons come from afar, and your daughters in the arms of their nurses. Then you shall be radiant at what you see. Your heart shall throb and overflow. For the riches of the sea shall be emptied out before you. The wealth of nations shall be brought to you. Caravans of camels shall fill you. Dromedaries from Midian and Ephah. All from Sheba shall come bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. The Responsorial Psalm, Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. O God, with your judgment endow the king, and with your justice the king's son. He shall govern your people with justice, and your afflicted ones with judgment. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. Justice shall flower in his days, and profound peace till the moon be no more. May he rule from sea to sea and from the river to the ends of the earth. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. The kings of Tarshish and the isles shall offer gifts. The kings of Arabia and Seba shall bring tribute. All kings shall pay him homage. All nations shall serve him. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. For he shall rescue the poor when he cries out and the afflicted when he has no one to help him. He shall have pity for the lowly and the poor. The lives of the poor he shall save. Lord, every nation on earth will adore you. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Brothers and sisters, you have heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit, namely that the mystery was made known to me by revelation. It was not made known to people in other generations, as it has now been revealed to his holy apostles and prophets by the Spirit, that the Gentiles are co-heirs, members of the same body, and co-partners in the promise in Christ Jesus through the gospel. The Word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. When Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, in the days of King Herod, 
Behold, Magi from the east arrived in Jerusalem, saying, Where is the newborn king of the Jews? We have seen his star at its rising, and have come to do him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was greatly troubled, and all Jerusalem with him. Assembling all the chief priests and the scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Christ was to be born. They said to him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it has been written through the prophet, And you, Bethlehem, land of Judah, are by no means the least among the rulers of Judah, since from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod called the Magi secretly and ascertained from them the time of the star's appearance. He sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the child. When you have found him, bring me word that I too may go and give him homage. After their audience with the king, they set out. And behold, the star they had seen at its rising preceded them until it came and stopped over the place where the child was. They were overjoyed at seeing the star, and on entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother. They prostrated themselves and did him homage. Then they opened their treasures and offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they departed for their country by another way. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. One last time, Kevin, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. It seems like it might have been a long time ago, but we are in the Christmas season, aren't we? We are. We, yes. are, we are drawing to a close. The liturgical Christmas season uh, continues through this week, this Monday, actually, which is with the baptism of the Lord. And then we will return to ordinary time next Sunday. So this is our last little Merry Christmas. Yes. And, and in fact, <laughs> since we're celebrating the Epiphany of the Lord, uh, traditionally Epiphany celebrated on January 6th, but in the United States, uh, we celebrate it on the Sunday between January 2nd and January 8th. And this is a good time to talk about your house blessing, to put your house under the protection of the Lord. You might remember that you often above your front door, you put in this case, this year it'll be two zero plus C plus M plus B plus two four. So you got 2024 20, on the outside. And then the three Magi, Caspar, Melchior, and Balthazar. And, uh, you know, that not only the, the three names there, but they're also oftentimes considered or represented to represent the whole world. You see Caspar often represented as Anglo, Melchior represented as Asian, and Balthazar as African. So you had the whole world coming to recognize Christ as indeed the Messiah. And we see some beautiful readings today in Isaiah chapter 60. Uh, this actually, we only have six verses today, but this actually is the beginning of a beautiful 22 verse magnificent hymn to Jerusalem. And in both in both the beginning and the end, it talks about Jerusalem being a radiant light. Mm, yeah. And Isaiah prophesizes the birth of the Messiah and surprisingly enough, also the visit from the Magi. We hear the words, caravans of camels shall fill you, dromedaries from Midian and Ephah, all from Sheba shall come bearing gold and frankincense and proclaiming the praises of the Lord. The detail describing how the Magi arrive with caravans of camels, that isn't found in Matthew's gospel or any of the gospel readings on the birth of Christ. The gospel does describe the gifts brought by the Magi. So maybe it was just assumed that early Christians who heard this account would 
just know that, of course, they they arrived in a caravan since they were wealthy men and traveling a great distance. The slow travel of a camel. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> we didn't have Southwest Airlines we're back then. We're not talking horse speed here, right? And just imagine the sense of wonder for those early Christians when most of whom were already familiar with Isaiah's prophecy, and here they were becoming witnesses to the realization of that prophecy. Oh, and how beautiful that is. And the thing, uh, the line I want to pull out today is, is the line says, nations shall walk by your light. Uh, Israel will be a beacon of light and an example for all other nations. And, you know, this is a great blessing, but I think also a great responsibility. You know, this, this blessing is really to be for the benefit of others and of the world. And we'll talk about that as we move on in our commentary today. But that means you have to be that example. You have to be that light for Christ and show uh, through your actions and your words how you can be something that people want to follow yeah. and how beautiful that is. Yeah, exactly. On our second reading today, we hear from the letter of St. Paul to the Ephesians. Mm-hmm. And uh, St. Paul is telling the early Christian communities to stop separating communities into us and Gentiles as them. The vision he's sharing is one of we, united in faith and belief. But sadly, there's a lot of division today within the church, among Catholics specifically about faith and belief and what the church teaches. Baptized Christians become united as one in the mystical body of Christ, and this body is suffering greatly from serious divisions, many caused by leaders from within the church. Disagreements about matters of the faith aren't new. Even in the early days of Peter and Paul, they strongly disagreed about how Gentiles should be prepared for Christian baptism, but they didn't take it to the streets. They didn't stir up trouble within the church communities in an effort to divide, to create chaos from within. But sadly, that's the strategy that's being used today. Catholic groups with special interests that conflict with non-negotiable Catholic teachings have done just that. They have taken their self-serving demands and morally corrupt platforms to the public court of opinion, and they deliberately have stirred up a spirit of conflict and division. Faithful Catholics must take a stand, and we must take responsibility for knowing and living the faith. The true faith, not an altered version of the faith peddled by those who have ulterior motives. Those who, like Lucifer, have adopted their own version of truth and reject Catholic teachings. As we celebrate this Feast of the Epiphany, let's pray especially that our hearts and minds are guided by the light of the Holy Spirit to not fall for tricks and traps of the devil of this world. Yeah, and when you're talking about that, I was thinking about, you know, how it's often as as faithful Catholics, it's very <laughs> frustrating, disappointing to see all these divisions. And and I'm trying to think of, you know, when if you say you look at it as a, a positive light, because again, it says here we're co-heirs, we're members of the same body and co-partners in the promise of Christ Jesus through the gospel. This I think provides an opportunity for us to then live our faith dramatically and in a beautiful, joyful, orthodox manner. So hopefully we can turn that negative, frustrating thing into a positive and help ourselves become part of that light in the world. Good point. And, yeah. and you know, it says here in Paul that you've heard of the stewardship of God's grace that was given to me for your benefit. I think the question for us then is what gift have we been given for others' mm-hmm. benefit? 
you know, whether that gift can be uh, used in the family, whether that gift can be used in the parish or in the community, um, to be able to take whatever God has given us through the Holy Spirit, to ask for that gift, to ask for a strengthening of the gift, and then bring it and put it into practice. How important yeah. I think that's the call, and especially in today's world, through so much that is divisive these days, we can be a unifying uh, component of our society. Yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah. Well, we move on to the gospel today. Now, Christ was born in Bethlehem. So Bethlehem is known as the house of bread. So tell us a little bit more about the gospel today, Carla. Well, you know, I'm, I'm focusing in uh, a lot about how King Herod responded uh, to the Magi and looking at in, in, in the light of the gospel, how there are a lot of people who are like King Herod. You know, they see the truth of Christ as something to be afraid of because it is a threat to their lifestyles. If they accept the truth, that would mean they have to change. It means they can no longer worship the false gods of pleasure, power, and possessions, but they must surrender their will to the will of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And then there are those who live like the Magi, who are sincerely searching for the truth, and when they find it, they are willing to make great personal sacrifice, no matter what the cost. Yeah, and, and the beautiful thing about the Magi is that when they recognize that reality, they responded. Of course, we have many of the scribes and Pharisees who saw these, they knew the prefigurations in the scriptures, and they didn't want to recognize that reality like you're talking about. The Magi really are considered the first Gentiles to recognize the kingship of Jesus. And what did they do? They brought gold, which represented Christ's kingship. They brought frankincense, which recognized his priestly uh, function. They brought myrrh for that burial ointment. They brought these gifts to recognize Christ as the king of the Jews. Mm -hmm, because they knew the truth. And truth is not relative to various individual perceptions and understanding. Truth is not subjective. Truth is absolute. And truth is this. God is the source of all that is. And he knows his creation perfectly. God is the fullness of truth. Amen. Amen. You've been listening to Sunday Commentary with Kevin Doran and Carla Wehrman, produced at the studios of Modern Day Radio. For more information about this show, go to moderndayradio.com. That's M-A-T-E-R-D-E-I radio.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please consider sharing it with a friend. You can support this vital mission of evangelization through materdayradio.com or the Hail Mary Media app. And thank you for helping us lead souls to Jesus through the Blessed Virgin Mary.